You've attended council hearings in person. You've tuned in to our televised proceedings on Channel 13. Now, you have the chance to listen to us on the radio as we demystify the work of the people who do it. This is not a council hearing. This is Hearing the Council with your host, Josh Gibson. Thank you, deep voice person with a funky backbeat. Indeed, this is not a council hearing. This is Hearing the Council. You can't have a government without a council, so you can't have a government radio station without a council show. This is it. We are coming to you from the train track enclosed nerve center that is the headquarters of the Office of Cable TV, Film, Music, and Entertainment. It's also the historic headquarters of Black Entertainment Television, so it's an honor to be here. Dearly beloved, we're gathered here today to celebrate this thing called the Council. I'm Josh Gibson, Director of Communications for the Council. You may know me as the Council's voice on social media, at Council of D.C. If you don't follow us already, get with the program. Here at the Council, our communications goal is to engage with residents in an informative, conversational, and sometimes even enjoyable way. You know if you follow us on Twitter, we're believers in the Mary Poppins School of Communications. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. We want to make it easy for average residents to understand what the council does. We're demystifying our work and the people who do it. Remember, the D.C. Council is just like your workplace, except with the dais. On the show, we'll try to keep things light, offbeat, informal, and interesting. You'll learn about policy, learn about people, learn about history, and learn about the institution. As you know, we nearly wrapped up our first and second round interviews with council members. They're available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Those focus mainly on getting to know the council members, their backgrounds and biographies, their successes and struggles. Now, in our third round, we're going to focus more on the people at the council, colleagues, coworkers, community leaders, and the like. And a disclaimer, we did share the general questions in advance so the council members could prep if they wanted to. And as always, uh, the council members can pass on a question if they would prefer. So uh, without any further ado, let me uh, throw to, as we say in the radio world, let me throw to uh, council member Robert White at large. Uh, thanks for having me back. Really, uh, really excited to be, be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's always so much fun to have you guys there. I feel like I know a lot from watching you on Channel 13, yeah. uh, but I, I'm always learning something new and... Uh, Lord help us. I hope the listeners are as well. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's, that's why you're here, people. Uh, so anyway, we, we are focusing on people because there's a lot of people behind the scenes that uh, make us the people we are and that make the council the success that it is. So uh, the first question is, I'd like to hear a little bit about a couple role models in your life. Uh, one, maybe someone who you know personally and then one of the sort of you know historical figure famous person of variety yeah absolutely um so my my dad uh, robert senior is uh and really has always been my my role model um he just is is such a great and and supportive father uh anything i need even you know when i came came up with this harebrained idea to run for the council you know you couldn't find anybody more excited and uh yeah i still meet people who say i met your dad at the polls and i knew he was your dad because he was glowing as he as he spoke about you, uh, which uh, which says something about my father. But when I was growing up, anything I had, he was there. You know, he adjusted his schedule, um, whatever needed to be done to make sure he was there. Sports game, play, whatever it was, and so he inspired me as a man and and as a father. 
Um, historically, uh, really, the, the person I look up to is Frederick Douglass. Uh, there was a time where uh, I didn't do very well in school. And um, my godmother uh, gave me a book for my eighth grade graduation. I did not care a lot for reading in eighth grade, I should say. So I wasn't excited about this book. But I had nothing to do with uh, during the summer. And so I read this book. It was uh, The Life and Times of Frederick Douglass. And, uh, and I read this book and I realized that, you know, here's a guy who was born into slavery legally, uh, not allowed to learn how to read. And not only did he learn how to read, he became one of the greatest orators uh, our world has ever seen. And I realized that whatever struggles I had were nothing in comparison to his. And so I really had no excuse uh, not to succeed and not to push harder. And uh, so I still have a copy of that book uh, that my godmother gave me in eighth grade is in my office right now. Yeah, that's awesome, and particularly with his local roots. That's right. Uh, he actually, most people don't know this, he was uh, a, a, in my position. He was what at the time would have been an at-large council member. I uh, was appointed at the time, and he didn't last very long. But uh, I can say that I, was, I walk in the footsteps of uh, Frederick Douglass, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I have not been out to his uh, to his home yet, but from what I understand, it's it's really worth the trip. It is, it is, and uh, he has two homes in D.C. I believe one uh, near the near the Capitol that he lived at for some time. I can't remember the street, Sixth Street, somewhere around that. Mm-hmm. So, so back to your dad. What are some uh, I don't know traits or or even uh, you know uh, habits or even small silly things that that kind of you carry on from uh, from your dad? Uh, so some of the silly things I'm trying to leave behind. He embarrassed me uh, growing up. He does a uh, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck impression. And wherever we were, if he saw kids, he would break into this impression. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm, I'm a kid. I'm embarrassed. I'm thoroughly embarrassed. Uh, but now I have a daughter, and uh, I see myself slowly uh, becoming an embarrassing father. So I realize I may take after my dad more than I had hoped. Uh, but uh, my, my dad is also, he just has a very, very kind uh, personality. And, uh, and that's something I always try to carry with me. I like people to say people have worked with me in any capacity. Uh, I, the biggest compliment to me is for someone to say that I'm a good person. Um, and, uh, and I get that from my dad. Yeah, I think we all made promises to ourselves as kids that the parent things we would never do. <laughs> yeah. Chief among them is the is the licking your finger and taking food off your kid's <laughs> head right. that we hated when we were kids. And I do it at least twice a week. You got to. I mean, it's like it's a reason that <laughs> that right. exists. And and I hope the silliness is general and that the impression of a Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck is not something you carried forward. Because on a past show, you said you didn't do impressions. That's right. Well, good memory. And if you're harboring a Mickey Mouse or a Donald Duck, there's going to be hell to pay. Oh, no. Luckily, I, luckily for my daughter, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I you know, I'm not going to give you the Donald Duck, but I would give my daughter. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, well, it's good to hear about the role models. Um, now let's talk a little bit about the staff yeah. that folks don't know about council staff. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any sort of behind the scenes uh, heroes either on your personal staff and or on the council staff? People, if people don't, people might know a bit about council members' staff, yes. but they don't know that there's a ton of people behind the scenes that keep the council running. But yeah. Do you have anyone you want to shout out? Uh, well, well, I should say this to the general public that doesn't work in the Wilson building. Uh, most people may not realize how talented the staff that work in the Wilson building uh, are. It, I, I really am just floored at the, the level of talent and commitment that I see uh, across the council. And I'm 
proud uh, as a district resident uh, to see them in the work that they do. Uh, on my staff, I, I really tried hard to think about this question. And, and the problem is, I mean, I have such a rock star staff. They are just, I mean, top to bottom, absolutely out of this world, talented, but also uh, committed to not just the work that we do, but the reason that we do it. And so everybody in my staff, from my chief, from Tokafa, uh, to my scheduler, uh, Luz, my communications director, Rita, Andre, who does constituent services, Brianna Bledsoe, uh, my legislative counsel, Sean Hilgendorf, my legislative director, and Jasmine, who is sitting next to me. And if you, you check out our IG feed, we're going to take a picture so you know who Jasmine is. And she's hating me right now. Oh, yeah. But these folks are so, so talented, I got to tell you. Um, and uh, they have really helped me build a reputation in my office for being strong legislatively, but also being able uh, to get almost any constituent service issue done. So I'm, I'm proud to have them uh, on my team. Absolutely. And, and uh, when personnel review comes up, I think you should play this audio file back, staff, <laughs> to the council member, because we, we have it on the record now. <laughs> That's right. But I also need an increased budget. So, uh, you know, I, we'll, we'll blame the chairman on that one. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. Um, now, talk to me about uh, community folks, about, uh, you know, there's so many people, so many heads of civic, and particularly as an at-large council member. Yes. I mean, you, I can't even conceive of the number of ANC, civic associations, business associations that you need to interact with. But talk to me about a couple folks who are maybe kind of up-and-comers mm -hmm. uh, that are real um, – powerful, interesting, helpful people in the community. It, it really is uh, almost hard to, to pick from because D.C., has such a strong crop of rising talent. Um, you have a, a young uh, Ward 8 school board member, Marcus Batchelor, who, you know. Oh, yeah, you, Marcus is awesome. You talk about a guy who's smart, committed to his city, sticks to his guns. Uh, that's Marcus through and through, and I think he's just getting started. I, I think the city hasn't seen anything yet uh, from this young man, so I'm really, really uh, excited for him. Uh, you have some young ANCs, Walter DeLeon in Ward 5, Tyrell Holcomb uh, over in, in Ward 7. You have a former ANC, uh, Ebony Rose, who uh, also is really a, a young leader in education in this city. And anywhere I go, especially if it has to do uh, with education, uh, I see her. And uh, so, you know, I could continue this list for days. David Street, I really could continue for days. But I want folks to know not only do we have smart, talented people uh, coming up the ranks, but these are folks who are true committed to the city before they're committed to themselves. And so I think the future of leadership in this city looks really good. And I think that current uh, leaders, myself included, uh, have such an obligation to continue to invest in them and support them and then to make sure that we move out of the way uh, in time to give them an ample opportunity to lead. Yeah, I mean, there's a million uh, shames about us not being a state, but one of them is I think there's so few, you know, in sort of the most politically charged city in the world, you could argue, there's so few elected positions that's right. available. And I think that's why our ANCs, as a former ANC, are so invested, because we have the energy and the passion to do a full-time paid elected job. But when you only have basically, you know, 20, 25 positions, including yes. school board and everything... You you need to get that out somewhere, That's and even right. though the ANC you know is a mixed blessing as yeah, a is. as a position, I mean it's a bully pulpit, yeah. um, but it's tough to not have that much power, yeah, and it is you know? thankless. Uh, and the great weight that you know you're intended to be heard with is not always uh, 
honored. That's right. And, um, and yet your constituents have expectations that you get things done. Oh, absolutely. So it's a hard position. No, it's totally true. And, and I think that, you know, someday uh, as a state legislature, I forget what the, the um, constitution that was before us uh, an election ago, but definitely saw an enlarged uh, yes. um, well, legislature. I, I fully believe that our, our legislature should be at very, very least doubled. Uh, and I think that we have to move to a bicameral legislature. One, to, to give all this talent an opportunity to, to, to work, uh, but also to allow us to take care of the business of the city better. We don't, with 13 council members, you can't have subcommittees. Um, you know, you can't, you, we have 700 thousand plus residents and 13 uh, people doing the job of a state legislature, city council and county council all at once. And I just think that we would be so much more efficient and better with tax money and contracts if we had a a larger legislature that looked like a state legislature. Yeah, David uh, Catania years ago was speaking to the ANC commissioners and talked about how he went to uh, National Conference of State Legislatures or one of those organizations and was talking to someone from Vermont and they did the math, like similar population, but once you did mayors, city councils, county county boards, state house, state senate, they had hundreds for a similar population, hundreds yes. of elected officials. That's right. And we had paid elected officials. Yes. Um, and we have whatever, 20, 25. That's right. Um, Even their state legislature, Wyoming has a smaller uh population than us. They have 90 state legislators. Uh, Vermont has a smaller population. They have 180, both bicameral bodies. And so we have 13 in a unicameral body. Um, and as you mentioned, that doesn't include city council, county council, uh, and a myriad of other elected, paid elected positions. Right. And, you know, we're just coming off that the show will broadcast a time after the election, but we're taping the day of an, uh, day after the election. And it's a shame you have to pick. You know, right. these folks are pitted against each other. And, you know, your race, there were a lot of good candidates. And That's, obviously you picked. Well, not my race. I was, uh, luckily. No, you were too, head, well, head and shoulders above. But you know. Years ago. Right, right, right. Ago, yes. Um, not yesterday. Yeah, it's just yeah. a shame. Yeah. There's times where you just want to welcome the whole right. crowd in because they all bring a different perspective. That's right. My, now, my first time running, there were 14 of us on the ballot mm-hmm. uh, for two seats. And uh, I have actually become incredibly close friends with the majority of the folks who uh, ran against me and I met them uh, in that race and they're giving all giving back to the city in different ways either working for the administration running nonprofits working for the business community the advocacy community uh, and I, I think all of us would have done very well on the council yeah you need to capture that talent that's right it's I mean uh, the, the qualification is just a love of the city yeah. and a desire to give back that's so. right um, so, uh, oh, and I, and I didn't, and, I, and if no one comes to mind, that's fine. But is, did anyone come to mind from sort of the council, the general staff, uh, that, that you want to shout out or just uh, that, that the whole team is? Uh, yeah, I, it, 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 it's a, they say teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, I just, I have a talented team. If I, if I, I, I couldn't pick one person. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, from like the general staff, from like sports services or the folks that work for the whole council. Yeah. They uh, see you're going to get me in trouble again because the budget office is is helping me out. The secretary of the council is nudging me in the right direction sometimes. Uh, No, you're not. You're not going to get me in trouble, Josh. Yeah. No, no. But but even (laughs) even just those two, because there's a ton of people don't even know uh, 
yeah. what those offices are. I and, guess and that's I think right. that's powerful. Uh, yeah, I know? guess that's right. Any time folks should know, any time a council member, one of us 13, have some bright idea and say, hey, wouldn't it be good if the council does this? Uh, Nyasha Smith has to deal with it. And so I always uh, look at her and I think, man, I'm glad I don't have her job. Uh, and then the same with our uh, harebrained uh, bills. The budget office has to figure out how much it's going to cost. So uh, I'm grateful that they're there, but I'm glad I don't have their jobs. Yeah, absolutely. And as I always point out at this point in the show, if Nasha gets a shout out, I report directly to Nasha. And I cannot think of a more quality, quality council staffer in the history of the District of Columbia. Right. He held up a sign that said, Say Nyasha Smith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of money being passed him for it. The council members, staff, you know, giving me money to ask a question to give them a shout out. It's it's all. Sorry, I'm not involved. I'm no, not involved. No, not, no actual money is, uh, is being exchanged. Um, so now let's talk a little bit about people on the other side of the dais, um, citizens that you have met and that have impressed you, charmed you, saddened you, yes. educated you uh, yes. through testimony or constituent service. Yeah. Or uh, um, the, I, I've had a lot of incidents since I've been a council member that reminded me how blessed I am to be in this position to, to help people. Uh, and it's, a, it's one that I don't take lightly, but um, uh, a young leader uh, named David Street does uh, an empowerment uh, sessions for students. And uh, he invited me to one soon after I got elected and I spoke to uh, the, the young men about, uh, really about failure, about the failures I've experienced in my life and, and talked to him about overcoming failures and not letting it get you down. And uh, one of the young men came up to me afterwards and said, um, you know, me and my family and my mom live, uh, are homeless and we live in a shelter and asked if we could uh, help them find housing. He had brothers and sisters. And I said, absolutely, let me, let me find out what I can do. And so I worked with Andre Strickland in my office. We were able to work with the city agencies, with nonprofits to get them into housing. And then we were able to find a nonprofit, Lighthouse DC, to furnish their new home that the city and the nonprofits had helped them find. And this, uh, this woman, Shanti Morgan, uh, a wonderful, wonderful heart. But when her son went home and said, I met a council member and he's going to help us, she said, boy, they're not coming here to help us. And she didn't believe we were going to show up. And so when that phone rang and it was our office and we were able to, uh, to make it work, I think her belief and faith in government and what government and elected officials can do uh, was renewed in a real way. And when I showed up uh, to her house the day they were uh, furnishing it, uh, she just cried. And um, you know, and I saw um, her kids really see their new home uh, for the first time. And it, it, it frankly reminded me again uh, how important this work is and how important it is that we have leaders that understand that the people we serve um, in the issues that we work on are, are more important than ourselves. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that um, anytime we can, there's such cynicism and distrust and skepticism, and anytime you can break through like that, I just think is so, uh, so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I wish there was a better way to get those, get those examples out there, because it's, it, unfortunately, we can't do it every time. But, That's right. Um, That's right. But we, uh, you know, the elected official, we have an obligation to keep doing it. Even if people don't know what you're doing, you still got to do it. And the other thing you said that I think is important is when people uh, who aren't frequent listeners of the show think about the council members, they assume you were all 
class president, straight A student, <laughs> voted most likely to serve an elected office. Right. And without going into too much shit, so y'all were y'all were a scrappy bunch. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> That's right. were, there were there were a number of uh, late bloomers That's among right. you. Uh, you know, folks unlikely that candidates took a while to find themselves. Yes. And uh, I'm working on a spreadsheet of who was first in their family to go to high school, who was first in their mm. family to go to college. Yes, and it's remarkable the number of people who had just tough times. And right. it, I think, it's a real source of inspiration. That people just make assumptions about elected officials that's that right. they're all born with a silver spoon in their mouth, and particularly in the council, is not the case. It, it certainly is not. Uh, yeah. So, um, so any other examples that come to mind of uh, folks that have folks that have touched you, folks that have brought a smile to your face? There, uh, there, there's a um, a guy named Robert. I, I have a, a deep passion for uh, returning citizens, folks coming home from incarceration. I've probably spoken about it on this program before. Mm-hmm. Um, but a uh, guy I met on a panel who served something like 21 years incarcerated, was recently home. This guy was working two jobs. I mean, really, really doing everything you would want to see a returning citizen do. And uh, I gave him my, my cell phone number. I told him, reach out to me if I can ever be helpful. Uh, a few months later, three, six months, he called me and uh, sounded very distressed. And he told me he found out he was going to be a father for the first time and he was so excited but with his two full-time jobs he didn't make enough money to support uh, his son who was coming into the world and the transportation from one job to the next I mean this this guy was working almost 24 hours a day he was home for about four hours and uh, and back to work and uh, and I said you know what L- let me see what I can do and uh, I was able to uh, work with some organizations just to scrape up a little funds uh, to help him get started. And uh, when we were able to connect those dots for him, you know, he was so grateful. Uh, but I, as people, uh, some people know, I'm a new father too. And so when he told me he was going to be a father for the first time and he was nervous, it hit me in a very personal way. Absolutely. And uh, just being able to to make the right connections, to get him some funds, to make sure that he had something in place for his son uh, was was really important. And I will say this, too. This uh, this this gentleman, Robert, uh, has since uh, been promoted um, and uh, and is doing much, much better even uh, than he was uh, last year. And so I'm really excited about his trajectory. But I think about him and his son all the time. He brought his son after he was born to our office. And, you know, the pride that you see on a father's face, um, you know, when he's introducing his uh, his child uh, is something that, that really hit me in a deep way. Absolutely. Because, I mean, thankfully, our kids, you know, think the best of us, particularly yeah. when they're younger. You know, yeah. they just they don't know. They just they, they just know you're a hero. But if you feel like you're not being a hero back. That's right. There's no greater hurt, That's sadness, right. disappointment right. when you can't live up to the hero expectation your kid has for you. Yes. So I can see someone like that breaking their back to do what they can for their kid, but still knowing it's or thinking it's not enough and wanting to do better. That's right. That's so right. So it's good to be able to uh, help him out there. Yeah. But with all the non-financial things, which are the more important things, I mean, he's going to be, a, it, it continues to be an excellent father. Yeah, that's uh, that's the way to do it. That's absolutely the way to do it. Um, so um, I guess we're going to go to uh, to our final. We're doing sort of an expanded final round, uh, right. just because I think this is really funny when we're we're talking about people 
Um, so what we're doing is I have a list of tasks, and I want to know which of your colleagues, and these are all fun and silly things, mm-hmm. um, would uh, be best suited to to these tasks and why. <laughs> okay. And, and why is the fun part. <laughs> so the first one is which of your colleagues would you pick to help you assemble IKEA furniture? IKEA. Uh, uh, Kenyon McDuffie. Okay. Um, because assembling IKEA furniture requires a whole lot of thought. And uh, this is a a thoughtful guy, sometimes to a a fault. I give him a hard time a little bit, but uh, but he's going to think through this problem. Uh, You just got to make sure you got a whole day to put that chair together. That's true. And and I'll point out to you that the the previous interviewee, uh, you're the second interview of my uh, use of these questions. The first one was uh, Councilmember Nadeau from Ward 1. She picked you for the IKEA furniture. Well, you know, I can't pick myself, but because I'm a new dad, I'm putting together furniture and toys every weekend, I feel. I, I bet. She, <laughs> she said she thought you'd be very helpful and that you would not demand a high price in return. So she, she was grateful and thought you'd be a huge help. Cheap work. <laughs> well, cheap quality work, you know. That's right. Um, so now how about uh, driving cross country? Driving you and a colleague in a car for however many dozens of hours that takes. Let me let me go with Mary Che on this uh, because M- Mary has a lot of stories and uh, and a lot of thoughts about a lot of things and so I think it's not going to get dull if I'm if I'm riding with with Mary. Excellent. Uh, how about bringing someone home to meet your family? Oh. Uh, and this could be a reward for your family, a punishment for your family. Let's go with Anita. Uh, you know, Anita is, is, is everybody's grandma. Yeah. You know, so I think uh, Anita could jump into anybody's house and fit in seamlessly. Yeah, no, I, think that, I think that's true. Uh, how about going to a, the speed networking event where you have to talk to a lot of different people effectively in a short <laughs> amount of time? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Treyon White on this one because um, he, he's going to get to the point really quickly. Uh, we, we're not going to beat around the bush a whole lot. We're going to get right to the point. So if we, uh, we're short on time, that's, that's going to be my guy. Absolutely. Uh, how about putting a, a musical playlist together? Who would you trust to put together a playlist that, that would be worth listening to or interesting to listen to? I'm uh, Jack Evans. Uh, Jack loves the, the arts and in mm-hmm. fact I, I have an arts bill that I'm moving through uh, his committee and uh, he was lamenting about the old days and he had mentioned a jazz singer who I had just seen. He was wondering if she still performed in D.C. I would seen her the previous weekend and so you know, I think his taste of music is probably in line with mine. He probably enjoys some good jazz. Gotcha. And who who is the jazz singer out of curiosity? Oh, um, catch me when I've had more sleep. Okay, four hours of sleep today. Yeah, no, I'm there with you. I'm there <laughs> with you. We'll, we'll we'll tweet it out uh, when, we, when we get the name. Uh, okay, how about uh, and, and I don't know. You might go. Uh, uh, well, I might know how you're going to answer this, but um, filing your taxes. Filing my taxes. Um, can I, if I can re, if I can redo answers? Um, oh, you can, can, you can duplicate. Let, you know, let me, let me not duplicate. Let me go with Brienne because Brienne is a is is a is a great council member. But I also feel like she's running her house like clockwork, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I think Brienne will be able to get the taxes done. 
Yeah, I think I think the two of you, you can, you know, she can do your taxes. There's you put I'll her put furniture, furniture together, together and, and you're, add, you're well, set. Good to go. Uh, and how about uh, fighting off barbarians? Let's go with uh, Vince Gray. Uh, Vince Gray is always always telling you he, he was a great baseball player. So let's put that bat to uh, to, to use. Absolutely, <laughs> and, and he, the man's in shape. I, I had right. to tap him on the shoulder at that's one point, right. and I was like, "Man, that's right." This, this, this. Yeah. So, uh, any others? Can you think of any other odd tasks that you would pick, and that one of your colleagues is well suited to? Um, let's see. I, I'll do. I'll do a fashion show with uh, with Brandon Todd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, he's a he's a he's a cool guy. Um, I'm going to do my, my, my daddy daycare with Charles Allen. You know, oh, I think he's out of his world. Uh, a good father. Um, you know, if, if I just want to have a long conversation um, about anything, we're going to go with Phil. Um, as long as you let him win the argument, uh, you're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I <laughs> we, we, we did five minutes on water heaters on this show. I believe so that. He, that's his family I'm, business I'm, growing up, so I'm, I'm right sure, there with I'm you. I'm sure he was, was all too too excited about it. Um, yeah. Who, who, who am I leaving out? Uh, the uh, Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Alyssa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Alyssa. Yeah. Um, let's see. Alyssa likes a lot of random things. Um, I'll go to a baseball game with Alyssa. I think Alyssa's going to have, I think she'll down a beer with you. Uh, it's going to have, going to have a really good time. Um, Grasso. You know what? Let me bring Grasso to the game too, because I've had a few beers with, with David. Um, and, uh, and he's a, he's a good time. He can, he can let his hair down. Um, who else we have on the, on the council? Some some of these um, are I'm optioning the sitcom rights for, like the cross country <laughs> ride with the three council members. Like That's I'm right. totally optioning that. You know, I, 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 I want to cut. All right. Well, when your viewer, when your listenership goes down, uh, don't 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 blame me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the the random musings of Robert White and Mary Che. Absolutely. Yeah. And and Alyssa, I think would also be good at the playlist. Because she knows her DC music, she does. I think I think she has more of a a, a, a punk base for DC. I'm more go go yeah. uh, DC, um, and so. But I think together we, we we have the whole thing covered. And back in the day, they'd performed together. That's right. So you got to yeah. got to mix them up. That's right. So um, well, sadly, we're out of time. Um, but thanks again so much for coming in I appreciate playing our our, uh, little silly games at the end here can I give you the jazz singer yeah Julian Nixon Julian Nixon and a lot a lot of folks in DC know her well played I'm glad glad she's still performing and uh, Mm -hmm. is excellent as ever excellent you said your staff was excellent and before the interview was done did did they hand you the answer no I I knew where to find it luckily okay well then Sorry, staff. Try harder they, next time. They, they, don't, they, they don't come to jazz with me and my wife. If no, they no, did, if they, did they would have sent it, it in the office yeah. or something. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we got to the answer. That's all that matters. Yes. Teamwork. Uh, well, thank you again so much for taking the time to come in. Uh, listeners, we're here at DC Radio at 96.3 on your HD4 dial or at dcradio.gov. I'm Josh Gibson. This is not a council hearing. This is hearing a council. Thanks. Tune in again next time. Bye-bye.